Good evening and welcome to episode 213 of the HHH Racing Podcast. I am your proud host, Howard Krauts. Thanks for joining us on a beautiful Thursday night. As here in the Chicago area, we're anticipating in the northern suburbs about three to four inches of snow. Welcome to winter, everyone. Hopefully it's a lot warmer where you are and the weather will be better. Uh, please make sure you subscribe on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. Hit that notification bell. We'd greatly appreciate that. And then also smash that like button. All of that will help us grow the channel. Uh, and it's been growing by leaps and bounds just every single day. We have more subscribers. We have more people following on Twitter. We just, uh, we're over the moon with all the um, energy that we've been able to bring uh, to horse racing fans throughout uh, the country and the world for that matter on YouTube and on our website. So thank you very much for all that. Please make sure you follow me on Twitter at HCravitz. You see on the bottom of the screen, just reached over 1,200 followers today. So appreciate that. And then also on the bottom of the screen, my email, uh, hkravitzhorse at gmail.com. Of course, we have the listening platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. You should check those out also if you do not have a chance to watch us on YouTube. Power Picks, very exciting. I brought this up yesterday. If you did not have a chance to watch episode 212, which I had last night, I pulled a, a solo job uh, talking about Oakland. We now are offering an annual yearly subscription with our Power Picks. And with that, you get two free months, two free months plus also goodies. So if you are a current subscriber, highly recommend you switch over to our annual subscription. Um, if you have not subscribed at all, uh, you can either subscribe weekly or yearly, but the yearly subscription is the best uh, way to go for sure. Let me just very briefly uh, talk about that as I'm going to bring this up right now on the screen. Uh, there it is right there. This is for people that are already subscribed mainly. So again, it says any time underneath the when section, but really it, this uh, subscription offer only is through this month in December. So you cannot do this once the year starts in 2023. But again, it's 15% off. You, it's basically two months free. It's a $30 discount. Plus I will have extra handicapping videos on the picks that will not be available to the public. So this is really a fantastic opportunity. I highly recommend you look into the annual slash yearly subscription as opposed to the uh, monthly subscription. I really think that would be a great. And also, very excited to announce, and I talked about this last night, we are in the process of developing a new show as part of the HHH Racing Podcast that will involve one of my wonderful co-hosts, which I'll be bringing on here in just a minute. We're not going to give all the details yet, but it's going to start in January, most likely Wednesday nights. We're really excited about that new show uh, that will be coming up that we are in the process of developing as we speak. And then finally, a fantastic website, hhhracingpodcast.com. That is mainly managed by uh, Pete Visco, another fantastic co-host, of course, on the show. Check out hhhracingpodcast.com. And for a very specific reason, which we're going to talk about here in just a minute, because of another co-host. So our co-hosts are, are rocking it out. And 
well, let's just not wait any longer because I can't wait to talk to all of them. First, from the East Coast of Maryland, we've got Mr. Pete Visco from the Saratoga Special, who just wrote a fantastic article we're going to talk about just a little bit, Mr. Paul Halloran. And, of course, from the local Chicago area, our good younger friend, Mr. <laughs> Kyle Roscoe. Gentlemen, a lot to talk about. How are we all doing tonight? Good as Excellent. always. What's up, fellas? Kyle, been doing any shopping recently for anything in particular? I don't know. Oh, I've heard. I don't I'd, know. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I heard you're looking for a new car, perhaps. Or something. Yeah, I, I don't something know. like that. Yeah, well, good luck with the car shopping. We, we all appreciate uh, that, and, and we'll, we'll try to help you out with that if possible. Um, Paul, I want to start with you real quickly. Um, you wrote a fantastic article. For people that do not know Paul Halloran's um, journalistic expertise, it was in fine form for sure. And, Paul, you don't have to talk a lot about it, but I'm just going to very briefly um, show everyone at least the front page of uh, our article that you've recently written. And you can just very briefly uh, tell everyone what this was about and where people can find this article, Paul. Yeah, so we've talked about, you know, everyone is obviously aware of the Cody's Wish story uh, by now, and, and I became really aware of it back on Travers Day. And, and you know, this was Tom Law's idea. I have to give him credit for the idea. Once the news came that Cody Dorman was winning the Big Sport of Turfdom Award, which is given out by the Turf Publicists of America, the racetrack publicists, who, you know, is someone who is uh, – you know, made a big impact on racing. So, you know, everyone knows the story now, but I became, as I say, really aware of it. You know, the the forego was on Saturday on the Travis undercard, and we weren't publishing again until Wednesday, and I had uh, about three days to really dig into it. And, you know, I was fortunate to talk to his dad, Kelly, and as you'll read in the column, if you do read it, uh, was able to kind of do a, an impromptu interview with Cody. You know, a lot of people did that Breeders' Cup week, um, I'm proud to say I did it in the first week of August. Uh, he answered a few questions. And, you know, as you guys know, I have a 23-year-old daughter, Martha, who has autism. Different uh, different situation than Cody, but, you know, uh, uh, same church, different pew, as we <laughs> Catholics would say. Um, you know, so it hit home. And, and you know, I they sent me videos of Cody and I sent Ma Martha made a video saying hi to Cody. And so we just kind of made a connection, you know, and yeah, look, everyone wants part of the story and I was happy to just make a connection and uh, send him a Saratoga special hat, as you'll see uh, on the, on the, in the uh, column. And, you know, so when he won the award, Tom Law said, you know, you kind of have a connection to this story. Why don't you write a column about it? Uh, so I did. So I just, basically went back to the beginning for me, which was uh, the morning of the Travers getting the assignment to cover the forego and the sword dancer, uh, one by Goofo, Pete. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the Godolphin people were great. You know, Michael Banahan connected me with Mary Bourne, who was actually the woman who suggested they name the horse to Cody. And she connected me with Kelly Dorman and Kelly connected me with his wife, Leslie, and we talked to Cody. And, you know, so I, I, that was really, you know, one of the things I'm really proud to be a part of the special, how it is, it is the type of story we do. And not, not the column. I'm talking just the, the race coverage. You know, we, we don't just cover a race and say, you know, uh, Jackie's Warrior won the race and she went six furlongs in 109 and two. And, you know, we throw in a few quotes. We, we really try to 
dig a little deeper. And, you know, it's nice when you have three days to do it, too. Uh, so anyway, so I just kind of uh, wrote a personal reflection on my connection to the story and kind of incorporated my daughter, Martha. And, uh, you know, they they liked that I, I texted you before the show, Howard. They, they traveled. They took Cody to Arizona to the symposium to accept that award. Uh, Kelly Dorman, his dad, also first time flying. Uh, for, for Kelly, the daughter Kylie and Cody, first time flying. I think Leslie had flown before. Wow. And uh, he actually texted me from the Atlanta airport on a layover on the way home. He had uh, seen the story. So, so uh, you know, again, everyone wants to feel a part of a story like that. I just feel privileged that I, I kind of maybe got a, a little bit more of an up-close up experience than the average person. So I appreciate you bringing it up. Uh, Paul, it's it's so cool, and and I mean, you know, anyone that has children with special needs know just to get on a plane and just deal. Oh. There's just there there are so many things, and I I know I I've talked about this a little bit. I have uh, three autistic nieces and nephews. They are uh, higher functioning. Um, one is Asperger's, uh, the other mm-hmm. two are higher functioning, etc. But just to move around and travel, you know, with 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 uh, kids that have special needs, it's 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 a huge task and, and, and it's, you know, so it's just so cool. They be able to get on a plane and what this horse has brought them, Paul, is just, mm. I mean, uh, memories that, that they brought to all of us. And I haven't sh- shared this story either, but I do want to share the story very briefly. And Kyle uh, is probably aware of this. When we were at the BCBC, Paul, uh, we were in a place called the bluegrass room at, at, at Keeneland, which is on the second floor. It was, specifically reserved for people playing in the BCBC. These are hardcore bettors, right, Paul? These are people that are betting thousands of dollars in a $10,000 buy-in. When Cody's Wish won, and this is the first time I've ever seen this, ever, in my entire life, live at a racetrack. Again, we're in a room with, uh, you know, uh, hardcore bettors, mainly males, okay? And they they show the winner's circle and, what uh, you know, they're, they're doing the interview and all that and, I'm telling you, there were there were grown men shedding tears. I I almost shed a tear. I have to admit, people were clapping after the interview, whether people had Cody's wish or not. It was it was surreal, Kyle. I don't know if you were in the room at the time, but it was really pretty cool. I wasn't in the room actually. I was outside. We watched that race live. That was the that was the start of you know of everything with <laughs> of Drew. And, yep, and everyone knows that story. That's listened to this podcast. So that was the start of that run. But yeah, I mean, and you. Literally everyone, you know, it, it. I talked about it earlier. It's super cool when the horses come back in Keeneland after the Breeders' Cup. Everyone gives them a standing ovation. Everybody claps. But it was it was even louder than you know. I some of those races coming down the stretch. It was absolutely amazing. Kyle, your sound is going in and out a little bit. Um, just to let you know. I don't know which hasn't doesn't usually happen with you. Um, Pete, before we go on and talk about uh, the handicapping and other things, is there a moment, Pete, you can think of in your entire lifetime you've been at the track and it was maybe not you or other people just were brought to such powerful emotions for whatever reasons? No, no. I mean, I, I don't think I've been there on anything with such a such a uh, such a, a powerful backstory. So generally you're there and people are happy about the horses and the racing, yeah. not necessarily something that's happening behind the scenes that, that elevates above the racing. And by the way, not to, not to diverge, but Paul in the midst of a, of a wonderful soliloquy there still happened to call Jackie's warrior a she. So oh. for the record, um, everybody <laughs> can have a drink for that. Listen. Just wanted to point that out. I'm for doing you. it on purpose now, Pete. <laughs> now, now you got a real cocktail. So now you're ready. 
Um, and I, Howard, last thing on that. Hats off to Larry Kalmus. You know, I yeah. was wa- I was watching the the uh, the network. I mean, the live Keeneland feed from beautiful Aqueduct Racetrack. But when if you go watch the replay, and it, you know, it was a close finish. It wasn't like you know Cody's wish had it locked up at the eighth pole. Larry Kalmus on you know obviously ready to go, but. You know, the wishes come true. This one's that one's for you, Cody. And I mentioned that in my call. It has to be one of the great race ending calls of all time because it really, I mean, that's what's going to live forever. You know, I'd, I'd love to think my column's going to be around forever, but it probably has a shelf life. But Larry's, that call will, will be memorialized forever. And hats off to Larry. And I listen to a podcast, Howard, and we're going to get Larry on the show, by the way. Make a note of that, Howard. We're going to get Larry on the show. Um, Larry, of course, you know, the announcers, uh, make their flashcards, you know, Larry will make a flashcard for every horse in the Breeders' Cup and with the silks drawn. And then on the back, he'll write the name. And for two weeks, he studies the names. And obviously for the Breeders' Cup, it's a Herculean task. He sent a personal letter to Cody with that flashcard. Telling him, telling the dad, you know, Cody, if anyone deserves this, it's you. So hats off to, to Larry as well. Nah, Larry did a great job. My my BCBC ended with Cyberknife there, but if I was going to lose that lose that race and 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 get out of the tournament, Paul, there's no horse that I wanted to win uh, or get beat by more than Cody's wish. Uh, guys, uh, before we get into handicapping, I I don't know if people are paying attention. I thought this was sort of a dead time in horse racing. A few little tidbits that people are paying attention. Johnny Velasquez fined for uh, too many <laughs> for the crop for too many, uh, I guess, uh, whip taps on uh, seven. Too many whip taps on uh, mind control. But of course, people like Pete Visco are saying, "Thank you, Johnny V. I appreciate that. No, I'll help you Thank pay you. that fine." Um, Tyler's tribe is running tomorrow, guys, at Oakland. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, he's recovered from the really a bad bleeding issue at the Breeders' Cup. Uh, gets LASIKs tomorrow at Oakland, by the way, in his three to five morning line. And if also, if people are paying attention, in about two weeks from now, uh, you've got Santa Anita opening up and the Gulfstream Championship meet both opening up the day after Christmas. The riding colony at Santa Anita? Wow. Just recently, Louis Contreras, a very good rider from Woodbine guys is also going to be in Southern California. Now joining Johnny V Dottori Pratt, who, by the way, just won six on the last day at Del Mar, along with other really good riders, Juan Hernandez, Vasquez. I mean, uh, DeSormo's back. Um, Pete, the, 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 the uh, Southern California riding colony is going to be tremendous this winter. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, you get you get excited about that because it's always the it's usually the New York the New York side that gets the the big names like that. But that's that Southern Cal is it's 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 up there with as as good as you'll ever see now. So and you forgot I don't think you mentioned Race Billy. He's he's awesome no, too. And there's there's so many. It's it's going to be good and it's going to be. I mean, it's 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 probably still Pratt on the top of it and then you know some other people behind but i love frankie dettori you know we'll get the italians in as my man ralph conti's on there so i love frankie so hopefully he can he can springboard his way up to the top as well well howard won't be betting him pete howard doesn't like the no, italian, he doesn't like the italian horses i guarantee he doesn't like it. the italian jockeys clearly pete. he doesn't pick one dettori <laughs> horse he better hope in italian doesn't ride with dettori there will never 
Did I not laud the praises with Chad Brown live of in Italian? Did you, I were, you were gritting your teeth the whole time. We saw you. Um, this is a funny joke by Ralph, by the way. That's that's half true. They might not even wow. be able to ride in all the races. I don't know. You know, they're they're, they're they're um. I mean, I, he's saying it tongue in cheek, but but actually, their their horse populations increasing because there's more turf horses from Europe that are that are now in Southern California. And Paul and Kyle, just on the last note, I'm fascinated. Either one of you feel free to comment. Supposedly, Dottori is going to, you know, is one of the reasons is to try to get a Derby mount. I'm fascinated to see when Baffert's got his monsters. Is it going to be Dottorian? Is it going to be Pratt? Is it going to be, you know, I mean, who's going to ride? Juan Hernandez is written yeah, for him. Yep. It, it's it's going to be fascinating to see who gets first call for his, you know, big time three year olds guys. Well, if he wants a Derby mount this year, he might want to stay away from the Baffert horses because. He's ineligible for the well, Derby this year. <laughs> so, you know what I mean. I mean, you know that might. Although be bad, he, but. it could be he, he could pick up a Baffert horse that transfers to another barn, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, he did say that, Howard. He, he he committed to the meet, and he did say, you know, he's at a point in his career, and I think I mentioned I, I'm about two thirds of the way through his book that I read books very slowly because I tend to read racing form more than books. Don't you just do uh, everything a little bit more slowly these days, Paul? Yeah, pretty much, yes. Uh, Including but, refereeing, from my yes, understanding. Yes, yeah, I'm, uh, yes, I'm on the, uh, the engine list already. <laughs> um, but no, you know, he's at a point in his career that he can kind of really do whatever he wants, right? You know, and supposedly he might have had another falling out with Gosden again. Whatever the reason, it really, you're right, Howard, it's really intriguing to put him you know, in the mix out there. You, know, you might have an Italian and a Frenchman being the top the top two guys out there. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Uh, last you thing, dislike the French too, Howard, or just I, the Italians? I love all peoples of the world. Um, <laughs> Kyle, real quick, you know, we, we I think it's important that we grow that sort of 18 to 30 age group. Um, uh, and I think it's really important for us, uh, male, female, doesn't matter. And you're going to be a big part of our new show, and I talked about it yesterday. So the cat's out of the bag. The plan as of now is for you to host. And I don't want to talk too much about the show, but Kyle, we're going to have some younger co-hosts with you as well and try to bring in that, that younger audience. Of course, our entire audience will be very welcome to join us, but it'll be geared a little more towards the younger audiences, right, Kyle? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's not so much younger audiences as you know what we're aiming for, but we're aiming for, you know, a little bit more laid back. Obviously, you know, this show is very um, informative with, you know, watching replays and going through everything like that. We're going to aim to be a little bit more laid back with it. We're going to have a little more fun, maybe incorporate a little bit of a uh, little bit of brews and booze with the, with the picks and stuff like that. But we should be uh, we're going to have a fun time. So if you're if you're feeling with us, come join us on Wednesday nights. Yeah, there, there, there may be some alcohol involved. In, in I'm our practicing, show. Kyle. I'm yeah, getting ready. That's what I like to see. Paul's for guest first week. Kyle, I hate to do this to you, but you, again, you're, you're, I don't know, this never happens to you at home. The mic is going in and out, and I, you guys hear it too, right, Pete and Paul? Yeah, it's yeah, it's just out. going in, yeah. In the, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I can still out, hear them, but yeah. Yeah, we can hear you it. fine. It's, it's not a delay. It's like it goes really soft and it gets louder. So I don't you know. Didn't, you Kyle, didn't bring you that. You didn't bring you know that, what, Kyle, bad, I'm gonna, I'm that gonna, bad uh, Howard Kravitz Wi Fi with you to your house, <laughs> did you? Kyle, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stay linked on. I'm just going to take you off the screen. You can see if you can figure out what's going on there. We'll bring you right back. Um, okay. So guys, uh, we're going to jump into to, uh, Gulfstream here. Um, they have five races on Saturday. They're late pick five. And it's uh, interesting because there's no dirt races at all, uh, which is fascinating. Um, they have three turf, two synthetic. Now, 
the Tapita, Paul. You 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 talked about before the show. People have given Gulfstream a bit of crap for the Tapita, but let me just say this. I think what they're doing is excellent. And the reason is they're putting cheaper races, Pete and Paul, on the Tapita for the yeah. one purpose to save the turf course. You can't complain about the Tapita races and then also complain, well, the turf course is getting, you know, chewed up. It's got to be one way or another, guys. They put in the Tapita for the, you know, explicit reason is to put some of the lower level horses that prefer that kind of surface or at least Tapita or turf on that to save the turf course for their bigger races. So I have no problem with it, guys. I don't know how you feel in general. I think it's going to work out fine. And Pete, the turf course, they've already run some races on the turf. Looks absolutely spectacular and has been getting rave reviews so far down at Gulfstream, Pete. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. And it looks beautiful. So I agree with you 100%. I, I'm never one to, you know, Wait, I think we talked about it when it came on. I did. I know. Kyle's back. So I have to say that. Is that the name of the new show, by the way? 100% with Kyle? 100% handicapping or something? Oh, not we're, bad. We're, we're, we're working production, on new names. Production meeting on the show. Not bad. Not That's bad, Pete. Right. Well, Pete and Paul, we can we can talk to you guys about that off air or on here. We're, we're working on names right now. I, I want to uh, be a guest. I can I can shave the gray out of the beard if we're going to do some drinking on there. Um, hundred yeah, percent was not part of the plan, but we could maybe mix it in. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I never liked the complaints. I think we talked about it when it when we first were switching to it. I never liked the complaints about the the surface, just because once you get enough horses running on it, like the races we were look we're going to look at later. Those horses that run a bunch of races on the, I still call it the synthetic, but they run a bunch of races on it. So you can handicap it like any other race and it saves the turf, like you said. So it's, I think it works all the way around. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, guys, let's jump right in. We've people impatiently, well, I was, Penn State, you stole my phone. We, 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 we might have a, we might have a, a liquor that is a hundred proof, which would be pretty intense if we did that. But uh, I know he's, anyway. if he went to Penn state, he's a, probably a drunk like I was. So good job. Penn state's got, that's wow. what we okay. do. I'll, I'll, I'll stay away from that one. Uh, guys, let's jump into uh, race six. I thought this is a very difficult sequence, by the way, gentlemen, in my opinion, uh, race six is the start of the pick five. It starts with a $70,000 purse of main special weight, two-year-olds uh, going one mile in the turf. The weather is going to be absolutely fine. I checked uh, this weekend. And guys, it be- uh, oops, I didn't, why do I keep doing that? It better be fine because I'm actually going to be at Gulfstream uh, the week before Christmas and into Christmas. It, was, it wasn't originally planned, but I'm going down with my brother. I'll be there for five days. He's never been to Gulfstream, guys. I'm going to take him there. And we might, maybe, have we'll have seats in Wesley Ward's box because I, we have some possible connections. So I don't know if we're going to see Wesley Ward or talk to him, but might get some really nice seats. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Anyway, guys, here we go. You see our picks in the bottom of the screen. Um, I'm going to actually have uh, our wonderful wordsmith, Paul, go first. And the reason is because, Paul, you and I have the same picks. Of course, that's why you're going to go first. Yeah. We're going to go with the, uh, as it turns out, whoops, I didn't do the, let me refresh to get the morning lines. There we go. Uh, the morning line favorite who I didn't know because I didn't handicap them with morning lines. The number seven, OK Boomer. This is a Kentucky bred for Pletcher and Saez. What'd you like about this horse, Paul? Well, I'll tell you. You want me to tell you what I like? What I don't like is that he's going to be over bet. Uh, you know, but you know, it is Pletcher and Saez. You know, it, you know, in getting into Pete's world here, you know, Noble Mission as a sire with two-year-old first-time starters is only six percent. Uh, which doesn't throw me. This is the uh, second uh, fall of the dam 
uh, I believe, uh, South African dam. Uh, the dam was a winner on turf. You know, I, I thought I agree with you, Howard. I think it's a it's a competitive race, but I'll tell you, there was no one on here among the horses who have run who really jumped off the page at me. And, and in fact, they didn't even, you know, crawl off the page. <laughs> so I kind of I kind of defaulted to Pletcher and Saez, but you know, I I'll be honest with you, I don't think uh, I don't think the source goes five to two. I think. Two to one, or, or maybe, yeah, I think so. But wow. you know, again, if we're talking about a pick five sequence, it's it's you know, this is a obviously it's an absolute use, and and I put the horse on top. Well, we get to see the board first, which is what I like. Yeah. And I I agree with you in general. There's a lot of these other horses don't do much for me. The yeah. one that the thing that strikes me, Paul, was the Team Valor connection. I mean, the the, the ownership of Team Valor, they're the the source. I'm assuming is able to run. So, uh, but I mean, no sure thing. I mean, unless we hear some kind of story, we'll have to see. Now, um, you've got uh, what do you what do you got here? Second, you've got the uh, nine in second, and uh, there are many horses. Uh, hardly choice is your second choice. There are a lot of horses coming out of two races, Paul, and there were two next out winners. Uh, one of them was this uh, Worthington horse, which is a nice horse. Uh, and the other one, um, uh, which we'll talk about, was a huge winner. Bluebirds over, I believe, was a big winner on the synthetic. So a lot of these horses, Paul, are coming out of races that had live winners. But the problem is they lost by like seven, eight, nine lengths. So Paul, yeah, right. in, in general, Paul, this is, I think this is the main theme of this race. Where do you put horses that have lost the good ones but have lost by many lengths? Well, I, I think this horse maybe had a little bit of, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge fan when, when maidens in their first or second race get pinned down on the rail, whether it's dirt or turf. Uh, this horse went to the lead. The pace was honest enough. You know, this isn't a bad move for Brian Lynch. Third time, third time maiden starters on turf. Small sample, but one for six, which is about 17%. You know, I I just think in general, Howard, that race has to be a much, much tougher race than this. So while I agree with you, it doesn't look good on paper, I just think that that has to be a much, much tougher race than this. And, you know, it's a hard, out of uh, by hard spun out of a smart strike mare, so the turf should be no problem at all. And, uh, you know, that, that was my thinking. I think if this horse goes to lead Saturday uh, – he goes a lot further. Kyle, I was going to have you talk. I wasn't sure if you were ready. I didn't mean to steal your thunder. This is your top choice, Kyle. Yeah, and literally Paul took the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Looking at the Keeneland race, I mean, like we all know how, it, obviously with these two-year-olds, it's um, a lot better in the spring at Keeneland. But these Keeneland fall, I mean, winter maiden special weights for two-year-olds, are, especially on the turf, are not anything to sneeze at whatsoever. Hey, Kyle, Kyle, you're still, still going to buddy. Okay, have to, yeah, that's I don't know fine. What, I don't know what's going on. I think, well, I don't know if you have another. Is there another? Can you figure out something else, perhaps? Um. I'll try. Not Just really. let me work. Out okay. Sorry about that, Kyle. All right. Uh, Howard, you mentioned how, can I just say one more thing before we go to Pete? You mentioned that race last time and yeah. I'm looking at the bio chats. Five of the six horses who have come back out of that race have improved on their bio speed figure. Uh, yes, they have. There you go. 69 to 70, 56 to 80. Well, some of them only, okay. <laughs> that That's what the number that is true. 
This is the math teacher in me now, Paul. Well, I mean, a 69 to a 70 and a 54 to a 55. Yeah, but look at the rest of them, though. I would though. say it's exactly points. a big leap. Yeah, but two of them went up 12 points and one went up 11 points. Um, okay. The well, one that goes and, up 12. And Miranda yeah. Wrights has been a steady a steady increase. Yeah, and that one at I, least is going yeah. the right way. But, it, Paul, too, do you, one thing we talk about on this show a ton is, is when – is we go back to when you're on the turf, this horse has a 118 time form. Again, it's only yeah. one race. The next one has a 103. I'm, I've started to get in my head where if I see a horse who has a more than 10-point time form, early pace gap between them and the second one, especially on the turf, I might just put them in just so I don't lose to them anymore. And just, I mean, unless they're a complete dog against, you know, much better horses or something. But in a race like this, if this horse can just shake away on the lead and not get any yeah. pressure, why not? There, there is a, there is quite a bit of speed in this race, which is why, assuming that's part of the reason, Pete, you're going with the Forest Southern Dream. Um, I well, we actually, I'll, I'll show the end of the last race. There are several horses coming out of that Bluebirds Over race, and Southern Dream will show was wide and, and made a nice move and finished second, albeit a distant second. Yeah, it was distant, but again, look at the came out of the twelve hole, which is tough, especially your your second start. You come out of the twelve; that's always difficult. Was far enough back, had to sort of navigate through, and then lost to a horse who came back next time and won a Grade Three race pretty impressively. So, losing by eight in that one, it's different than running, you know, sixth by by eight and not doing anything. It's yeah. sort of beat up the rest of the field. I mean, the third place horse was two and a half lengths behind. So it was clearly second best, even with the bad post and not necessarily the, the easiest of trips for a young horse. Yeah. I mean, he was wide. He, he stayed on um, again. This is the horse that he was talking about bluebirds over that won the gray stakes at Woodbine for two year olds. So you would have to think that Southern dream, the 13 here, he's got a, he's got a higher knee action to uh, Pete. So I think he'll, appreciate uh the dirt and you know he ran perfectly fine i guess my issue is you know what buyer is going to win this race and is our is our first time starter you know capable of running in the 60s i would i would think so uh, think, but we don't yeah. know i've got southern dream in second also i think he's live i the do breeding, the breeding wasn't exactly great for turf on yeah. the floor, but you know no, the none again like paul said none of these are world beaters so it does, i don't think anybody really jumps out even from a breeding standpoint so um, I don't know if that means that much in a race like this. I just, you know, it's low profile connections. It's just, it just feels like someone that with bigger connections or, you know, he costs 12,000. I don't know. I think Southern dream might be more underneath type, but I have him second too, Pete. So I'm not just counting your top choice. I've got B. Well, I just want to mention real quickly. This is a Jack Sisterson trained horse who's coming out of the same race that we watched. I'm not going to show the replay, but this horse was wide as, as wide can be only lost to, your horse, Southern Dream, by a few lengths. But I really like the breeding here, Pete. This is by English Channel. I'm an AP Indy uh, mare, so distance won't be a problem. Has been working on the turf. I think Be Well, to me, Pete and Paul, might be that sneaky horse that will jump up for Calumet uh, with Tyler G also in the saddle. So this is an interesting play for me, the eight. Uh, by the way, I'll say this off the record. Well, not off the record. I'll say this without Kyle. That young man better figure out his technology. Otherwise, his new show may be no longer. We might, oh, might It might be Paul's new show coming up and not. <laughs> well, then we're def definitely what are we shooting for? The geriatric crowd then? Wow. Wow. Pete, it's going to start at four o'clock. I was going to say, yeah, we're going <laughs> to 
that I'm in. I, I, can, I, can, I can handle it. That's it. The early That's bird special. Right before dinner, right? Right before dinner. Yeah. All right. What uh, do you mean before dinner? I mean, don't, we'll have it. We'll have the buffet during the during the show, and we'll be on it together. I always say this, but I guess you're probably like three years older than me, so I always joke. But I don't think we're we're too far in age, so it it, it always sounds funnier. But oh gosh, we have too much fun. All right, guys, let's go on to race seven here. Uh, we, uh, seriously, we hope Kyle. We'll we'll get Kyle back on here. I'm not sure what's going on with. I know it's for sure his technology, guys, not ours. Um, all right, race seven. <laughs> This is uh, <laughs> AM or PM for that new show, Paul, at 4 o'clock. Oh, AM would be real. Now would be good. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. Here's uh, one of the five favorite races that Paul will enjoy on the on the Tapita. Uh, listen, don't give it – years and years, Paul, of handicapping synthetic Arlington. I got you. I got us. It's oh, yeah. all good. These are 20 claimers down to 16. They're only going five furlongs. So it's going to be a fast race, Paul. You don't have to watch it for too long. Yeah, uh, I can you, lose quickly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's, a, it's a field of seven. More line favorite is the number five. Uh, sorry, the number one, Golden Isle, a Florida bred for Hertak and Panici. Uh, we'll go to you first, Pete. This is, I know for reasons we'll talk about at the end of the show, you really like uh, this three-year-old Philly from Florida. Well, and it was, it was partially because I, I, I wanted to go deeper in the other races and I didn't have a huge feel in this one, but the one thing you like, and it's weird seeing a horse, you know, claimed so many times, but that's usually a decent sign. Sometimes if it's just a good horse that they're just trying to, to get back in their barn, but this one, you know, six for 11, eight out of 11 in the money at, at Gulfstream and on the synth likes the distance um, is moving up to 20 claimers, but I do like the Panici has stayed on multiple times. So has been on this horse through various trainer changes through the claims. So I like that he has that consistency on this horse. And then I, I just think from the one hole, this one may be able to just set a controlled pace. I mean, again, if you look at the time form, Golden Isle has a 113, the next horse has a 98. So maybe from the rail, this one just breaks gets the lead and then just can take them around the track pretty quickly. Yeah. Speed plays well on any surface. Um, I've seen it play very well on synthetic. I guess the main question, Paul, is there anyone to go with this horse? Uh, Paul, you and I, once again, great minds think alike. We're going with the same horse, the number five Mercury had, who actually I thought would be a little higher than two to one morning line. Um, for me, this is more of a class play. Paul, what was your thought here? Well, yeah, I, I think the one of the five wins the race. I, I think there will be an even bigger discrepancy in the odds because, you know, the one is six for 12 lifetime, goes to the lead every time, and you look at five for a longs and he's going to the lead. So I, I just think the five, in addition to the class, Howard is going to have much more value than there is. You know, a little bit of an unknown just because uh, she has not run on synthetic, although as a Cantheros out of a quiet American mare, I wouldn't anticipate it being a problem. Uh, picks up uh, Paco Lopez, uh, you know, as you said, how, you know, has run at Monmouth, has run at Laurel, has run at uh, Oaklawn, um, has run well on turf, which is a, obviously a great indicator for synthetic. Three starts on turf, a win, a second, and a third. So I, I just think that almost certainly one of these two wins, and I think the five is better value with a little more class. I agree with everything. The other thing that I, I like about this horse, Paul, is 
uh, she has shown speed in the past. I mean, you go back to Monmouth Turf. I mean, she was going 21 and 344. So I, I, I think, you know, Paco's going to be aggressive here, guys. I, I don't think that the one is going to get away from the five, assuming yeah. the horse breaks. We've, we've been down this road a thousand times, though. I mean, who knows about intent and who's going to break, whatever. But those are our, our, our two horses mainly. Paul, you do have the six very quickly. I looked at this horse. I've got her underneath. I don't really like the direction this horse is going. I also think she's going to take money with Saez. Um, I just think she's regressing while others are improving, perhaps. Yeah, well, and I have her underneath as well. I picked her second. Uh, I think that if the five and one do hook up, and, and, and I agree, Howard, I, I think Paco is aggressive, but I, I see him getting a trip where he could sit right off the one and, and then make a move. But, you know, should those two hook up, it looks like, um, you know, this horse can come from behind, even though there are races where it looks like she regresses, you know, there's a six and a half furlong race in there that, that would fit here a six furlong race, Uh, you know, three out of four in synthetic on the board. Has not won? You know, I'm kind of with you. I mean, I did throw in my caveman pick five as a, as a third selection, but you know, it's a short field, uh, and and I think that uh, this horse has the uh, perhaps has the ability to pick up some pieces from coming a little bit out of it. Hey, Paul, she beat the two back too. She beat the favorite. Favorite ran out. So yeah. correct. If the, if the if that one you know sort of fades on the lead, and then this one is shown that can close yeah. on with that. That was a yep. twenty-one flat first quarter. Yeah, though. sure, but you don't know. I mean, maybe they maybe they do that again. Who the heck knows? That's funny. <laughs> how, how, all, about a, the, how about a three-year-old the- Howard? How about a three-year-old who has been claimed eight times already? Never seen it. That's a lot of times. Uh, Paul, yeah. people are coming up with ideas for where to uh, have your show. Yes. <laughs> where should we? Where should post? Uh, Kyle, you missed it, Kyle. But if things don't work out with your tech, uh, Kyle, then. <laughs> Paul's going to host a show for the geriatrics. Put in the comment where Paul should host his show for the 90 somethings out there. Not even, but, and I'm not even 60 yet. Believe it or not, I'm not even 60 yet. Yet. Uh, no one gives Kyle, you want to try, Let's try one more time, Kyle. You've got Sounds the, great. You got Sounds the one great. Here, Kyle. Yeah. So I literally no idea what changed. Absolutely no <laughs> idea. But now everyone gets to look at my colorful microphone for an hour. So good on all of you. But um, yeah, talking to my. Is everything sounds good now, right? It still sounds muffled, but everybody can hear you. So I think we're yeah. Good for just, now. Come on, yeah. go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I apologize, guys. I apologize for everybody listening. Um, the one I'm sure Pete touched on it. I mean, this horse just gets the job done more often than not, and I love in these types of races where these horses are a lot. They're not as good as a lot of the other ones that we handicap on this show. I love horses. And a lot of these horses, they can pass. But, like, when you guys were going over the six, like, you know, that horse doesn't really get the job done ever. And that's what I was not seeing as a really good indication that I was going to put the six on top. Because I was close between the two. Because, I mean, Howard knows my gripes with uh, the man that's riding the one. Uh, He rides my horses. Uh, He rides everyone else better than he rides my horses. But that's besides the point. That's a different type of show. But, um. I just love the way that like, he's a he's a bounce around for sure, going back and forth between 80 different barns in the past year. But I really do like that this horse is going to get in front. Looks extremely looks you know there's a little bit of other speed in the race, but looks just miles quicker than everybody else. Hopefully he can get the lead by himself and never look back. 
Uh, or got by, or by herself. Or herself, by herself, drink, by the way. Drink, hey, I'm uh, tech. D-Lo, thanks for joining the show. It's the favorite trying new things and no thanks. Totally understand that. Uh, Jim's got six to five, Kyle, that you figure things out with your tech, which, by the way, it's a lot perfect, but we'll, we'll keep going. It's um, fine. It's Jeff, fine. Jeff Amster's got an idea, Paul. <laughs> Medicare Advantage with Broadway Joe as the spot. <laughs> <laughs> as the sponsor, I Jeff, was thinking. I, like I, I, I was thinking depends, but that would work too. Uh, Kyle, just to let you know what's happening because I know you, you it, is. It, sometimes it's really loud, and sometimes it's just soft. That's no, just really I what's happening. A, yeah, we're good. We're good. So He's fine. Everybody can hear it. But yeah. is is it better now that I'm closer? It's to my fine. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. You're we'll, fine. We'll, we'll, we'll leave you on. People will just have to deal with it. <laughs> this is um, taking on right. a life of its own, Howard. Oh, man. What, what did I start here? All right. Let, let's go on to the next race, guys. Let's go on to race. Uh, oh, now I'm all. I'm a, it's a kerfuffle. Uh, no, let's go on race, race eight. Uh, do you guys that know worked, why? Matt, that would be great, Matt, if that do, worked. Do you guys know why Kyle doesn't didn't like the jock of the one in the last race, by the way, Peter, Paul? Do you know why? Uh, no, other than you told him he was Italian. Italian, that's what I was thinking. That's yeah. exactly right. I that's mean, you—he's exactly right. been hanging out with you. Right. You must be your Chicago people. You're supposed that's to correct, like Pete. There. In the meantime, Pete, you can't go there. Anything, man. They're, in, they're in, suburb. In the meantime, they're suburb Chicago, Paul. They're not real Chicago. Apparently not, Pete. In the meantime, Saturday we're gonna be hanging out with a real Italian, right, Kyle? Yeah. Yes, we are. Yeah, we will be. All right. Um. Anyway, let's go ahead and move on here. Uh. All right. Guys, if I have a dead animal in the front in my front lawn tomorrow morning, I'm not gonna I'm gonna blame you two, uh, Pete and Paul. Uh, <laughs> race eight, we've got the wait a while stakes. It's seventy five thousand dollars. Two year old fillies. They're going seven and a half. <laughs> Short run, guys. Short run to that first turn. FYI for everyone. Here's the field. Let me go full screen. You see our picks on the bottom of the screen. Uh, this is a eleven horse field. With the Moyline favorite all the way stuck on the outside, the number 11, Delight, for Jonathan Thomas and Saez. Um, Kyle, I'm let you go first. This is a horse that has a bad post but has back class, just raced in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies turf. Yeah, this, it, this, one, was hard. this one was a hard one for me to put on top. I mean, there's so many others – I mean, there's not so many others, but there's two others in the race that I'm very keen on. But this horse just had so much, so much more back class and so much more higher profile races with beating, in my opinion, a lot, lot, lot better horses. And I'm sure a lot of people can attest to that as well. Obviously, she didn't run very well in the Breeders' Cup uh, Juvenile Phillies turf. But it's not too concerning, especially when dropping to a class like this. I'm not going to be too worried about stuff like that. And, you know, breaking up, people are going to bring up the outside post. I just think, like I said, with the back class and everything else, I think she's just fast enough to where she can make her own trip. And it is a short run to the first turn at Goldstream at seven and a half. But hopefully that hopefully she can get over from the outside post. And I have trust. I have trust in Saez to do that. And I'm not I'm not going to be too worried about it. I want to make a bold statement. If Delight had an inside post, I still wouldn't like her, guys. I just there's so many things I don't like about this horse in this spot, but I, I, I'm not going to talk too long. I'll, I'll I'll let Pete and Paul talk. Pete, let's go to you. Your top choice is a horse I've gotten third, and I have to say, and it's also Paul's top choice. I wasn't sure what to do with this horse, Pete, be, uh, because I get mixed signals here. 
Um, talk about personal pursuit, and based on what you say, I'll, I'll piggyback. I'm sure you want me to show the replay of the last race, though. Yeah, I mean, that, that was one of the things, but and it's one of those obvious, unfortunately, it's one of those obvious trip issue races where you know anybody who watches a replay can spot it it wasn't like a, a secretive yep. a, a secretive bad trip but she's the eighth here everyone yeah I'll just, so, I'll just show the whole thing pete i mean you, can, you can't miss it right out of the gate hall wait till they break and then right out of the gate if they ever i want to say this one was a slow one yeah right out of the gate you could see the horse the eight the grayish gets bumped and if you look at the head on just sort of gets taken out i think by the nine and then just drops way back which isn't necessarily i mean if you look at this horse's first two races although they were on dirt much closer to the pace so this was something that this horse isn't used to now you'll see it's a pretty short race and we can get right to it still trying to figure out a way to sort of get some room and you watch there sort of weaving and then i like the just sort of the athleticism for, for a young horse, like right here, just sort of finally kicks in, gets a gap and Alvarado. Dude, I, didn't, I didn't know what to make. I, I just, I don't know, Pete, I didn't see like an explosion here. I, I, I didn't get the feeling the horse wants to go long. I really don't. I, I don't know. I, I yeah. Well, I, just, I mean, I don't know if this is long necessarily. It's longer, but well, I don't know about long. Terms. I mean, yeah, it's two turns, but I mean, it's fine. I mean, you don't know. It's out of a tappet and a kitten's joy. So that, that yeah. doesn't not scream at least a little bit underneath. And again, this is, I was hoping for a little bit more of a price because I love this race. I thought this race was awesome and it, it just seems like it came up. It came up pretty even aside from maybe the class that Delight has, but I'm just hoping. I mean, this was a $500,000 purchase. I like that we're getting Gaffleone back who had it already once before. Uh, working pretty steady again, you know, the, the works have been, you know, had a bullet a few back, but then it's just been steady, nothing spectacular, but just has been sort of steady coming in. So I'll rather take the shot here and hope that delight the outside post. And the fact that that horse, the two races that delight won were with really slow fractions and it was sort of on the lead with slow fractions. So I'm hoping if that horse can't break cleanly and doesn't get out of to the lead or get close then it's sort of maybe set up for this horse. So I think we'll be closer in this race. It won't have to come from as far behind. Um, Paul, you, I'm assuming you echo all those sentiments. My, my listen, the horse can win. I've got her third. Um, what do you think about the three sprint races to start her career, Paul? I mean, if she's meant to go long. Wouldn't Cassie intend her to go long? I, I just have a lot of mixed signals. Maybe I'm overthinking it. I mean, her, her, her buyers say she has a great chance to win. I don't know, Paul. I just have some mixed signals with the source, and I'm not really sure why. Well, I will tell you one thing about Cassie Howard. I wouldn't pay – I wouldn't put a lot of – over – I wouldn't overemphasize what he does with young horses. You know, okay. he will he will run a horse in a different distance just to get him or her a race or a different surface. Uh, he often start, He often has dirt horses that he will start on turf just because. So um, – I will tell you this, Howard. I'm going to disagree with you on one thing. I think if the 11 had any post eight on in, I think she would be a romp in this race. I think she's really? much the best in this race. Uh, that Jessamine race, yes, she did have it. It wasn't fast. I get it. But, uh, you know, this horse took some money. Nine to one in the Breeders' Cup. Was, she wasn't exactly the longest shot on the board. I just think, and you brought it up, Howard, it's not a short run. To, it's not, you can't even call it a run to the turn. It's like the gate opens and they're on the turn. I think it's the type of horse you have to bet against. 
having said that, I got to use the horse in the pick five. But as the horse is going to be the favorite from that post, I think you have to try to beat her. But I do think she's the best horse in the race. Well, let me just push back for everyone. And, and if I'm wrong, that's okay. I'm using her. I'm using, I've got delight as a C, as in cat right now. What, other than the two back and the Jessamine, which I liked her, by the way, that day, and I bet her that day, where she walked on the lead. She's not walking. There's a lot of speed in this race. What race other than the Jessamine tells you that she's like some cinch in this race, even with an inside post? I don't, she's run several races already. The best buyer she got was the 74. She's basically a high 60s buyer where these, a lot of these other horses have big upside and she's going to be eight to five. I mean, I just, I don't know. I, we'll see. Maybe she'll just win anyway. I want to talk about my horses, guys, because I have a pretty strong opinion in this race, if you can tell. Uh, Juniper uh, Marshmallow. <laughs> Great name. I bet her last time. I thought she was very good. I think this this run, to me, was extremely underrated, Okay. I know she got a 54. I get it. I'm not going to show the whole race. Fletcher does not win a lot, guys. First time out going two turns on turf. It was very – This uh, sorry, I didn't show. Let me let me back up here. She breaks fine. You see the St. Elias colors. The, the turf was very soft, guys, uh, at this point. This was towards the end of the Keeneland meet before they took a break before the Breeders' Cup and before and hardened up. She got a very nice trip, no question. You see she got steadied back there on the inside. But she saved ground most of the way. I'll tell you what I really like here is on the turn. Is she got outside of the three. Again, the horse I like here is the is the four. She she has to wait. You see, she studied there a little bit again, if you watch carefully. They finally got her to the outside. And this is what I really like. She gets to the outside. She was in amongst horses as she tips out into the five path. And I really like this explosion. Now, this horse to her outside right here, guys, just came back and won by 10 lengths. That's right. 10 lengths at turf waist. This two horse uh, came back and won by 10 lengths. And she's goofy, right? She's on her left lead. Once she, right, right, she's going to, right there, boom. She switches back and watch the gallop out. She was never letting this two go by, at least in my opinion. You see right here, you see the horse like is fighting with the two. The gallop out is good. This two is never getting by. I just think there's a lot more to give here, guys. A lot more. And I like this nine quite a bit. I know, Paul, you have this horse in second. I think sure. this horse can easily jump up to like a 70, Paul. Easily. Yeah, no, it's it, straight A. It's A team for me. I have no no arguments yeah. whatsoever with that. None. I, and, you know, you, you get Irad to boot. You know, uh, Louis, Louis has ridden the, the 11 four out of five and won a stakes with her and rode her in the Breeders' Cup. So it's no surprise that, that he ends up there. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would agree, Howard. I, I think the nine does have upside. And uh, that was a, you know, it looked like Louis was going to wait as long as he could yeah. to keep the inside trip last time. And he may, he had to make a decision on the turn. And as it turned out, he made the right decision because he probably wouldn't have won. And things that just didn't open up the way they sometimes do. Uh, that's you know, that's a tough part of turf race, turf racing, right? It, it, every once in a while, you get the inside trip, but more often than not, when you're in the inside, you get stopped, and you have people like me swearing at you. Very quickly, Pete, before we go on the last race, uh, the next race, Mally Moo. Now, this is a horse you have third. Did anyone watch the replay? Yeah, I I, I'm, I'm a sicko. Yeah, did. did you? I, I watched the Dundalk replay, okay? Um, guys, I have no idea who she beat. But, but, 
She was in amongst horses, rating very kindly. It was a 13-horse field, Paul and Kyle, and she was favored at 2.25 to 1. She tipped to the outside and exploded by the whole field. And now Jack Sisterson and Rockingham Ranch acquires this horse by English Channel, who costs 112000 Pete, I think there's something here. I have no idea how good she is, but if she wins this race, it would not shock me one bit. No, and I like the price that it that it Absolutely. that she came out at. And I mean, the time form rating was a little low. That was a little yeah, but you don't know with those. And it was on the synth, and it, you know, you never know if the rating is. I don't know a ton about Dundalk and how the ratings. <laughs> you know, if they're if they're sort of legitimate in terms of how close they are to ours. Yeah. But again, this one, like you said, if it takes a step forward, it's out of English Channel and and a Lonro. Lonro Dam, so it's someone the turf yeah. should should be no problem for this course, and I yeah, I love that race, and I love the way again. Who knows if she beat anything of consequence, but she just you like a horse that could just explode like that because I had the same note on the nine. In my note, it was exploded once got through the seam, and this horse sort of did the same thing. Was way in the back and just sort of yeah rallied like you'd want a horse and it was against a big field like you said so it wasn't passing five six horses it was passing a a whole ton of horses she's been in florida for a while pete she has two works down at at palm meadows um and we like to teach on this show the 73 time form subtract about 15 points ish that's a high 50 that's actually better than uh the nine horse uh, if you go by the buyers right so again i don't know guys I, i think the seven is fascinating i just the light doesn't have upside and has a horrible post and there's other speed in the race. I'm just completely against the 11. Either Kyle will be a- absolutely right. And I'll look stupid, uh, but th- that's okay. Actually, Pete and Paul, neither one of us have the 11 either in our top three, which is amazing. Yeah. So, uh, it was a post position thing with me. The only thing you better worry about with the seven, Howard, don't be surprised when Leperu has this horse about 38 lengths behind on the yeah. back stretch. Paul's yeah. so mean with the job. One, Has the left one for one 13. Like on the before, by the way? One he, for uh, yeah, he does occasionally, but, so, you know, it, it depends on the horse, and this doesn't look like a horse he's going to send to the lead. So mean, so. Paul. So mean. All right, guys, let's go on to race nine. Uh, let me switch the screen. Kyle, I'm going to have you go first here. Uh, this is an optional, a starter optional claiming 20 down to 12-5. This is the other race that's on the synthetic, or sorry, the Tapita. It's a mile and a 16th. This is a big field, as you guys can see. It's a field of 11. The point line favorite is the number 10. Fly the W for all you Cub fans out there for Debona and Saez. Uh, and Kyle, you're going to go with the nine racecraft for Crichton and Irad at eight to one. And as I bring up the PPs here, uh, Kyle and my f- good friends, I thought this race was absolutely impossible. <laughs> That's one way to put it for sure. I like maybe maybe people are going to come at me because I'm not picking fly the W out of spite, but I swear to God, I'm not. Um, look, Racecraft, he picks up Irad. Crichton is not that is a very good trainer in his own right. People don't a very underrated trainer, especially in a circuit yeah. like Goldstream. Sure. Um, he paired by our tops. This horse, this race has a pretty decent amount of speed in it. Some cheap, some really good, such as fly the W just to his outside. But. You know, three back that race was great on the Tapita. He's been racing an allowance, an optional company for the last three races, has performed really well in all of them except the last race where he was a little bit belated. And that is, but look at, I mean, I don't know how, you know, we know Gulfstream has their timing problems, but 26 to the quarter is, is like, is that correct? Oh, yeah. That's 
in oh, yeah. that's unbelievable how slow that is. They were they were they were walking. In fact, Ray, I, did you see who picked Racecraft also? By the way, mm-hmm, I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so I, I'll I'm let you with take you, the Kyle. floor, man. Uh, this horse has been involved in slow pace after slow pace. I mean, and the the timing is not an issue anymore. They they figured that out for for several weeks now, Kyle. They've actually got a running clock, if you've noticed, people. So, um, it, this is a closer who's been just into slow pace after slow pace over and over and over again, Kyle. This mm-hmm. race seems like there's a lot more speed doing, don't you think? I agree, and that's exactly why I'm I went I, with Racecraft on top yeah. instead of a horse like Fly the W. Yep, I agree. I've got Fly the W second. I'll just real quick, and I'll let and Paul talk mainly. I like Saez. The last race, he was on the lead in that slow pace. But then if you watch the replay, guys, there's a horse that rushed up, and he was basically in, in an extended battle from really like the half-mile pole to the wire. And some might say, Pete, well, it was a slow pace. But yeah, when you're battling and just have people breathing on you, or not people, horses. Well, maybe maybe the jockeys were breathing on you. Yeah, who knows? But anyway, that's for another show. Uh, <laughs> when you got the horses breathing on you, Pete, I don't really care. I think it does matter, you know, that they're in those claustrophobic spots and they just feel the pressure of another one horse on another. Um, I, I actually think... The source might be better with a faster pace stalking, but I've got fly the W second. I don't have a real strong opinion in this race at all. Pete, you're going with the six wicked Finn, who's a horse I've got in for third. Why do you like this horse? Yeah, I thought this one, this is the one that was sort of battling with your, with the fly, the W. So, so this horse was doing a lot of the dirty work on the outside of fly, the W. And they, like you said, it, it was slow, but the first quarter was slow. But then if you look, you were getting, you were getting like a 23, then a 23. So it picked up on the middle of the race. So it yeah, wasn't, it, was it wasn't like, yeah, if you check out the, the incrementals there, it wasn't completely slow the whole way. And they were doing that. Yeah going head to head and they, they both pretty, pretty, pretty much held pretty strong. I mean, if, when you watch the race and I love this because this reminds me of the old harness days where you get the same horses in a race run back the next time. And this one, you have them all coming back. Some of them had, you know, maybe had a little excuse in the last one and you can look for that. But I actually like the six because I, again, I thought did the dirty work was sort of pressing the pace between then led and did get run down. But I think that was just a, a byproduct of, of maybe just doing a little too much in the middle of the race. I was thinking hopefully can work out a little bit of a similar trip, but maybe not press so much and has shown the ability to sit a little bit further off, hopefully. So if they could do that and he could do that and then not get caught up in any sort of pace battle, then I think, I think this one has a good a shot as any. And out of those horses, I like the five to one price for a horse who just ran second in a tough race against basically the same field. Yeah, Pete, the middle half was forty six and three. I'm yeah, I mean that's that that's guy, quick so. when you're especially when you're knocking heads. That wasn't like a soft, yeah. easy on the lead. And had a nice work, you know, had the nice work last time. So um on the turf, but still it was still a nice work. So it seems sharp. I like when a horse is sort of sharp going into a couple of rate, going into a race runs well, then comes out and works again. Well, after yeah. that, maybe just holds that sharpness a little bit. So I, yeah. that's what I kind of like about the six. I just mentioned early speed and Paul, you'll have the last word here. Man, on the moon's got to go guys, right. With Tyler from the inside. I mean, got to go. It's got speed. Uh, major wager has been going five and then stretch out probably mid pack, but the number four JP Hellish, you would think has to go. 
Um, Mamza's not slow. Wicked Finn is not slow. There just seems like there's a lot more speed in this race than the race replay. If you watch that last race that we're talking about, Paul, any quick thoughts about this race in general before we move on? It's the last one. No, other than I picked the 10 and this is the type of race you shouldn't be picking the favorite. Uh, I, you know, it, it, this would be, you could go very deep in this race. In my opinion, I, I don't have a strong opinion. Um, the only thing I would say is the favorite, Michael, what are the odds? The morning line is, let's see, three to one, seven to two. Yeah, seven, seven to two. You might you might have a favorite going off three to one or seven to two. So that's a little easier to stomach. But I agree with you, Howard. I think the five is is going to be forwardly placed with Jose. Uh, so th- th- there's another one to add to the equation. Obviously, Pete Six, who I picked second, uh, has speed. Uh, you know, and from the ten, Louis really has to send, doesn't he, from out there? So um, no, I think he's no. going to set. I think he's going to sit a little bit. Um, I mean, he's got to go a little bit. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, I don't you, you, don't sit six, yeah, you don't want to sit six back. wide. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just sure looks like there's going to be a lot of pace in, in this race. I, we could talk about this race forever. We're going to move on because there's other. Yeah, horses. Uh, but I think it's practically an all button guys. I mean, it, it's really difficult. Uh, the last one. race and Kyle, I know you got to get going. We're going to have you go first, Kyle. And then also we're going to give, have you give your pick five so you yeah. can get, uh, get going. Uh, the last race. Of the pick five sequence here is, of course, race 10. This is the get out leg. So I'm pressing a million different buttons now. There we go. There's on the bottom of the screen, our uh, my wonderful co-host can see the picks for the first time now. Race 10, the get out leg. Uh, 16 claimers going a mile and a 16th on the turf. You can see the field here. The Moyline favorite is the number nine performing arts for, again, Bobby DeBona and Saez. Saez getting a lot of attention here. And if you look at the bottom of the screen, there are a lot of nines. In fact, three of us, everyone except Pete, has the nine as the top choice. And Kyle, Pete's got the nine as the uh, second choice. What do you like about performing arts to close out the pick five, Kyle? Yeah, and right after, you know, right after Kyle finally gives you an eight-to-one shot, we're going right back to the chalk, baby. (laughs) Uh, But... That's that sec- that race two back is exactly the race I'm looking at here to basically run the exact same race. He's been running his last race was an allowance company. Granted, ran really evenly, but that was even longer at a mile and three sixteenths. So I can at least say that, you know, maybe he just doesn't want to go that long and revert back to three. I mean, he threw three, two or eighty ones and an eighty five back at about a mile, mile and a sixteenth distance. This and he, I mean, Debona is really good, especially out at Gulfstream these past few meets. Saya picks up Saez. I mean, there's really a lot to like about this horse, and this horse kind of make is one of those horses that is able to make his own his own trip. I was right, at least. Uh, the gets to make his own trip. A little bit of tactical speed in there, so I'm really hoping this horse can get mid pack on the turn uh, for the first turn and be able to finish at the end with Saez. Kyle, just so we can let you go, and we're going to show Kyle's pick five detour real quick. Pete Paul, we'll come back to our picks here in, in just a second. Kyle, by the way, I just sent you a text that you might want to look at as well later. You don't look at it right now. Um, I, I think I have an idea of your sound issues. But anyway, Kyle's pick five is seven, eight, nine with one, six, with four, 11, with nine, 10, with four, nine, 10 for $36. Real quick, Kyle, your thoughts on your. <laughs> 
construction here. Yeah, and like I said, obviously the construction isn't that good, but you know we all have a fifty dollars budget around here. We got to meet that Paul. I'm sure is going to have some uh, some words on earlier, so I won't touch it. But the construction's obviously not very good. The main goal for always for me to skinny up my tickets is to find a single. This this sequence is just really hard. To be perfectly honest with you guys and everyone out there listening, it's it's extremely hard to pick one. I mean, delight like I mean for me, I know Howard's against it. Delight would be like my probably most likely single but that's it's not a good single whatsoever power try and find another one man i got nothing for you so this is i don't this need is honestly for for you all you wednesday show folks out there later this is probably a sequence i wouldn't play just because i'm not confident enough in one of my singles to be able to play it with a relatively low budget and that's just the way i play because i like to press up many with a low budget just for all you out there but if you can find a single in here um, I would suggest playing it. You know, it's a very good sequence. You can catch a lot of high prices, and that would definitely bring up the ticket for sure. So single spread, single spread, or do whatever you got to do. But obviously, like I said, construction's not good on my ticket. Got to work it through, but that's where we're going with the $36 All ticket. All right. Well, I do have a single, actually, on my ticket, but we'll, you'll people will see it here in just a minute. Uh, Kyle, thanks. Don't worry about the sound. I'm sure we'll figure that out. No worries. Yeah. Uh, good luck with that uh, big car purchase. I'm excited <laughs> for you, and uh, we'll talk again soon, Kyle. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. See take care. Bye, Kyle. All right, guys. Let's go back to the uh, PPs here. Uh, let's see. Paul, uh, anything you want to uh, talk performing arts? We can talk about the number five. You've got second here. Uh, ben Ben Lux. 20, wow, 21 more line. Why talk about yeah. this first, Paul? Yeah, I, I think, Howard, this might be one of your classic reverse tri-key plays. Play oh, this I, horse underneath second talk and third. Me. I like it. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, and, you know, he wasn't breathing down her neck, but Fly the W, we just talked about, is the favorite in a $20,000 optional claimer yeah. in the preceding race. You know, this horse is in for this horse in a $16,000 uh, regular claimer here. And you know it looks slow, so obviously he's going to need some um, he's going to need some pace assistance. Uh, I get it. Um, he's coming off the synthetic, but he has five career wins, all on turf. This race is on turf, uh, despite what Kyle said. You know, Panici's not bad. We don't we don't hold the anti-Italian uh, grudge that Kyle and Howard do. No. Um, so I, I just think this horse, 20 to 1, Howard, this horse has a chance to blow up the board. Not true. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hey, hey, Paul, uh, I, I, I got Paul, distracted. I, I was with um, you, Paul. I, I like this one underneath, too. The, the thing that scared me was I just thought it would need a hotter pace to get involved yeah. late. It could. But, yep. And that was my worry, at least my worry in terms of like a pick five ticket of putting a horse that I think could win the race on like an A line for a pick five ticket. That was the only concern I had with this one, but I was with you. This would be a nice horse underneath second and third. If he's got back numbers, obviously has back numbers on the turf and switching back to a preferred service. Paul, I think you're maybe a little, wasn't kid O'Don Pete the five that day when you had him at 51? Yes. <laughs> Might've been, might've been. I think 41. he was. We'll go yeah, back and look so. at it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how this horse has an 80, uh, uh, he won a turf yep. race at Gulfstream for uh, uh, the same class uh, with an 80 buyer. Yeah. I think it's a great, I think it's a great, a great pick. I think it's very interesting for a second. Uh, let's see, Pete, you've got the four on top, Dazzling Time, who I think I had in the mix, right? Well, yeah, I had second. Uh, what do you like about this nine, nine to two, six-year-old? 
Yeah, this is another one. It's similar. There's there's some back races that I think can win this one. And then if you look, so three, the last one I could sort of toss. They went to the synth. This horse doesn't run well on the synth. There's only one for nine. So I, I could toss that one. It didn't run poorly, just didn't run great or anything. It was really good two back. And then it was a decent field too. And then if you go three and four back, I think this horse, maybe the mile and an eighth was a bit long. This horse doesn't run well at a mile and an eighth and just doesn't seem to have that same kick. But a Montauk summer has become a really good horse. Hieroglyphics is a really good horse. JP Hellish is running earlier in this card and actually yeah. is, a, is an okay horse running in, um, in a quality, in a quality race. I forget, but I mean, it, it was decent company, but I think, again, I think that distance was a little too much, so it maybe muddies the form up a little bit. Yeah. But if you go back, now I'm seeing 87s, 84s, 85s, and those aren't like last year. They're just yeah. earlier this year, yeah. and it sort of moved around from surfaces and, and you know, had a claim in the middle of it. But I, I kind of like this one. And then, I mean – I, I, again, it's, I need a little bit of pace. Cause I think there's no way this horse is going to be super close. So you need some pace to get this one there. And, and that's the only thing that scares me because I don't see a ton of, a ton of pace in here, but I have the seven and me and you both have the seven. And Pete, I am scared to death of this horse. If, if I'm alive to something big. And well, I don't that's, that's why I, I wasn't, I didn't want to leave. I think I leave it off my ticket for the show, but it was actually <laughs> on my original ticket because of uh, you, you're probably going to say the same thing. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, go, go talk. I mean, back well, numbers, lone speed. I mean, th if yeah. he gets loose and these others don't fire, this horse can absolutely win. I would well, not funny at all. Yeah. And it's funny because if you look at it, obviously there's been some speed on the synth, but if you go back to the turf races, this horse was a pure, almost a pure speed horse in a few of those. So you go, well, what yeah. happened to that? And so if we, and it's not like they were super slow figures. I mean, you look at those time form figures, they're, they're half decent. They're not fast, but they're not, they're not crawling around. So I thought, yeah, if you can get to that in a race again, Howard, we said it, this one is on the turf. This horse has a 13 point time form early pace advantage on the next horse. And it's between a 93 and an 80. So an 80 isn't fast by any stretch. So I no. think, yeah, if this one gets loose at 20, yeah, I'd be happy watching this one run around the track at 20 to close out a pick five for sure. And, Andy, Andy's got the eighth best jockey in the race, which is also a feather in his cap. I mean, Derby winner, Paul, Derby winner, you know, greatest ride. I said he's the eighth best. He's better than two or three of them. Greatest ride in the history of horse racing, pretty much. Yeah, right. So I'm not sure. The, I mean, the, that was the, Rich Strike carrying him, but there's greatness. But You know, Paul, we, Paul, we start the show with the wonderful, heartwarming, <laughs> touching story. And I degenerate. Cody's wish, and you blow it all to shreds with your vitriol as usual, Paul. A, a uh, again, old, Paul's, a Paul's betting dollar always gets in the way of his gentle, kind heart. A it's bitter old man can't keep that. He can't keep oh, that stuff down. Lord. Peter's I, always I, sad to stay on a weekly basis. Paul, I, only have, I only have so much goodwill to go around and then and then I run out. I, I, I can't last an hour. You know it's that. It's past now. 9 o'clock. That's why he has to well, do his show at 4 so he can be a lot happier <laughs> in the day. Well, since it is getting late, let's go to our pick fives. And since Paul was <laughs> since Paul was on time, one of my students, Paul, on tonight's show was a little bit late with his pick. So he gets to – I would say he goes last, but then again, uh, Kyle had to leave. So Pete would have been last. But anyway, Paul, you're going to go first. And, you know, you said it's in your pick five. And you know what I looked at right away? And I said, 
Hmm. Here we go again with another ticket more than 50. Paul's got 7-9 with 1-5-6 with 4-9-11 with 6-10 with 5-8-9. Using that bomb in the last race, Paul, I love that use because that last race, to me, if the 9 doesn't fire, could be anyone. Yeah, and, and I'm a conscientious objective, Pete, to uh, Howard's uh, – very uh, gratuitous, uh, arbitrary $50 number. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so what I did was, uh, you know, I narrowed it down, as you could see, in the first leg. Uh, you know, n- not a very creative ticket, but I did, I did want to have that five. If in the unlikely event I get there, obviously anything with the five is going to be paying about five times much as anything else other than, you know, your seven. And frankly, that's a good reason to use that horse. Uh, if you like them. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I went with uh, basically the horses I picked in my top three. I, in the seventh, I used – I said there were uh, three, two very likely winners, but I did throw in Saez as, as a third. Um, the horses we talked about in the uh, in the eighth, I have to use the light, even though I don't like the post, but I'm not getting beat by that horse. And then I went only too deep. I went with, I think, the two horses we talked about, Fly the W – and Pete, I believe you picked the six wicked fit. I'm going to try to get through that leg with just two. And then if I ever get to the end, I'll be rooting for the five to uh, blow it up. No, that'd be pretty cool. Love it. Pete, before I show your pick five, I'm looking at the at YouTube right now. Guys, we have 12 likes. Come on, Pete. Help out some horse racing brothers out, people. Come on. Smash <laughs> that like button. Please. We got like 50. We have like almost 100 people watching on YouTube. We probably got like... Two or three people watching live, 12 likes? I mean, Paul, I, 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 some of your vitriol, like, you know, rubbing off on some of our viewers. Come on. Oh, we started off with button. Cody's wish. Like, people can't like that column. I mean, come on, Howard. I don't know. <laughs> Got to hit that like button. Uh, Pete, your pick five, $48, 3479 with one. I like that single. With 34711, with 6910. With four nine, you're a single that speed horse in the five furlong synthetic race, and just hope that she wires the field. She, I believe, right, wires the field, and then you're going to spread elsewhere. Yeah, the first race I didn't like very much, and the favorite was that Pletcher horse, that first time starter, and I didn't necessarily like it. But I mean, you don't trust enough of the other horses to leave that horse off as the favorite. So I went four deep. We didn't talk about the three. That was sort of my price play at at twelve to one. Like you said, in the second leg, we a lot of us sort of like the one and the five, and it's at nine to five and a two to one shot, and even the six is a four to one. So you don't you don't want to put too many of those in. It just sort of blows the ticket up. I would use a couple i actually like the seven at 15 as a b so i would have that one as sort of my price play in case the one goes down but i do like having speed if i'm gonna if i'm gonna single at least i know that horse is gonna give me a run for the most part in the third leg i went sort of i included delight even though i'm with you howard i don't love the horse but again if the back class comes through and none of my other long shots come in I don't want to lose to that horse, especially because my other ones are, are prices. But I think it's a tough race and went deep. I went the, the, the six horse in the next race is the one I really like a lot. And then I went with the nine, who, who I think you and Kyle both have. And then the 10, who I think Paul might have had. So we're sort of all on the same horses ultimately in that race at the top. And in the last one, I was sort of throwing my hands up in the air and said, you know what, the hell with it. I'm just going to pick my top two choices 
they're three to one and nine to two. So it's not super low, but I don't think there'll be a huge favorite there and then try and close it out with them. But I did have the seven, but if I added the seven, it took me to 72 and that was way oh. over the limit. So God forbid, if you do something like that, I might. I only go over by $4, Pete. You can't go over by yes. $22. In my own ticket, I would include that seven because I'd like to have that bomb speed horse in the last race and hope that that one just runs around the track. I've got the bomb speed horse as a B as in boy right now in the last race, Pete. I am how you guys feel about delight is how I feel about the seven in the last race. And I know it's totally different odds, but like I am not going to get beat ideally by the seven. Was it sassy but smart? Yeah. Yeah. In the last race, that's just, I, I, I've lost too many times the horses on the lead in turf races and and i don't think the lights get in the lead so if i lose to her at eight to five so be it uh my pick five uh ticket four six seven eight with one five with four seven nine with six seven nine ten with nine it's a 48 dollar ticket and i'm going to a bit selfishly not arrogantly because listen we got a this is a tough game i had a nice score last weekend guys uh, as i put out on twitter for I think 1600 with a, a cheap ticket. So, uh, okay, there we go. Paul gets his 10% age bonus. Excellent. Uh, why not? Um, normally, I wouldn't go 1-5 in the second leg, guys. I've advised people in general not to go too deep with two short prices in a small field. But if I were just playing a short caveman ticket, I guess I would just use two short price horses. But in reality, I would probably single someone there. Um, 479 I'm also got the six. The six, what is it? Wicked Finn getting a lot of play on this show in the second to last leg. People should take a look at that horse. And then I would single nine. I would single performing arts because to me, if it's not that horse, it could be just about anyone in the last race. And I think Saez on this, Saez wants to win this this riding title, guys. Um, so does Iran, Jose, and Tyler. But when you have really top-notch riders riding in these sort of nondescript last races to me, guys, I give them a little extra credit for that. So um, I, I think this horse is well meant and I think is probably ready to run. And I think size is an excellent rider and I think that's the best horse. So I would single in a smaller ticket there, uh, $48. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Penn State Scott, who's breathing on me? Uh, guys, we've had way too much. Man, this show is fun. I, I really... I can't say enough, guys. And you guys are part of the reason, of course, that it, that's a lot of fun, along with our fantastic, creative uh, viewers. Paul, I'll close it out with this. I think we have a fan of the show, listener, viewer, who has a little money lately that could probably help you, uh, you know, to get to that $70 mark, whatever, if you wanted. Or maybe you can give me some more money to allow you guys to go over 50. I think we're all talking. I think you know the person we're talking about. He's been pretty successful lately with some of his bets and contests. Maybe I can ask him to provide my co-host with a little larger <laughs> ticket. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting him in person in Saratoga Springs. <laughs> so it's a done deal. And you're invited too, Howard. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate that. We're and Pete, you're invited too. You got to come up. Whit yes. Whitney weekend, Pete. Be there or Pete, be square. That's the plan. That's Pete, the plan. You got to come up now. Come on. Yeah. That was the that was the weekend that my me and my cousin who you met he goes every Whitney weekend, so we were thinking that was the weekend we were thinking of going anyway. So we have to there just shore go. up the plans cool. a little bit. It's going to be the the social event of the year. How it is going to be the, the <laughs> Jeff Mora barbecue. 
It's going to be great. I, I can't wait, guys. Seriously, I cannot wait for that. Uh, guys, we've had a great time tonight. We've talked about a lot of different things. Uh, again, Paul's article, Pete, up on our website right now. And if you don't want to go there, you can go. Paul, where can they check it out other than our website? This is horseracing.com. And, and thank you, Howard, for, for bringing it up. I, nice. I appreciate it. I, you know, I, I do take a lot of pride in that the what I do there, not, not just that column, just in working for those guys in general, but you know, it, it, there's a million stories in horse racing, you know, and uh, this just is one of those that you could connect with on so many different levels. And uh, I, I appreciate you bringing it up. And uh, we actually have, there's a link to the actual site. Cause we just have sort of an excerpt on our website. So we didn't want to, you know, we didn't want to sort of grab the whole thing. So we have a link there. So it'll take you right to Paul's article. So you don't have to search for it. It'll take you right to the, this is horse race. Um, whatever. I just butchered the name, but you know, this what is horse racing. That's what I said, right? I, that's what I started to say. Yeah. So we have the link there as well. Perfect. Thanks. Thanks Pete and Paul. Appreciate mm -hmm. it. Next week. Not sure. This is a weird time of year right now with racing. We might have a end of the year show, like kind of a special show. We're definitely going to do a handicapping show. It's, everyone, this is why everyone needs to smash that like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell because we're in a little bit of a weird time right now with our show scheduling. But we'll definitely have a show next Thursday night, and I would almost guarantee we'll have one more show earlier in the week, just not sure when. And then the week of the 19th, and I'm going to talk to my co-host because I'm going to be traveling. I believe Pete is going to be hosting the show for the – and it's going to be a big show – uh, because it's the opening day at Santa Anita with the grade one Malibu and a lot of other great stakes. It's a big stakes day. And I believe Pete will be uh, hosting that show. And maybe I'll drop in there at the end like I have before if yeah. my uh, schedule allows for it. Pete, you, uh, you, you have to let him in, Pete. He, he, could be, he could be in green room purgatory. I'll just keep checking him out. I'll just keep <laughs> clicking him right out, Paul. Don't worry about it. All right. Well, that's cool. Um, all right. So for Pete Visco and Paul Hallen, I hope you guys have enjoyed episode 213. We've had a lot of laughs, a lot of fun, a very challenging pick five sequence. Hope you all uh, played at Gulfstream and one of us uh, hits it. I'm sure we'll be sending it out. Last thing, please follow these guys on Twitter, these guys and Kyle, because we send out great information on Twitter. Paul talked about his article. It's on Twitter. If you don't, I know my, my followers have gone up tremendously uh, since the show, you know, it's inception and I'm over 1200 now, but you know, Pete's a great follow. Uh, uh, Paul's a great follow. Please follow Kyle because he's going to be more prominent on the show coming up in January. So, Follow these guys on Twitter. We got some shout outs too, guys. If you didn't, if you saw on Twitter for some other people that yeah. are, are yeah, in the game great. and co hosts, and that was very nice. So, thanks to any of you out there who uh, gave us some shout outs on Twitter earlier today. But again, thanks to Kyle, Pete, and Paul. It's been your host, Howard Kravitz, episode 213 of the HHH Racing Podcast. Good luck to everyone at Gulfstream this weekend with your pick fives. Have a great night. Take care. Good night. Bye bye. All right.